Do you really like that's, it? That's, is it, is it wicked? We're loving it, loving it, loving it. Yeah, We're loving it like that. I thought you were going to leave me out on the bell that I'm going to lie. What is saying? I think it's Iron Apple. It is Iron Apple. Iron Apple. Iron Apple. What's last bit? Hardcore. You know the score. I thought he was saying, I am at my, I am at my, I am at my stealth. I am at my, I am at my, I am at my stealth. I was a young boy, didn't it? That's a whole life for 10 years you've been living. I don't think that was it, Zab. But... It might be. That's A for creativity there, bro. You should DM man, see if it counts, innit? Well, I used to think, when I was younger, I used to think it was re-e-wine. Hey! When I cross a pop, skeleton. Skeleton. Who says skeleton like that anyway? <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> All right. This could end terribly, episode two, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. So far, it hasn't ended terribly. Hasn't ended terribly just yet. You know what? I quite round of applause for us, man. God damn it. What? Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Episode two. Yeah. And thank you for all the listeners as well. Yeah. Pick it yourself right. up. It's starting yeah. all right. It could still end terribly, but yeah, it's it could. Right. It could, but so far, so good. Um guys, I mean like, how's it been for you? Like podcast superstars. I mean, how's your life changed? It's Maybe. been a lot. It's been, it's been crazy. You know what, Johnny? The previous episode, you said it, you know, like times like this, you know, what's the one thing that people ask for? Another podcast. Swear down. And you know what? People mm. actually have been receiving our podcast quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been tough. It's been tough. Dealing with a lot, dealing with a lot of attention. Just all the inflow, like so a, many DMs. A, like. I feel like it's a life that requires training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I'm not sure I was ready for it. Yeah, we need a holiday after every podcast, guys. For real. <laughs> I feel like we deserve a holiday after every yeah. podcast, to be honest. I had a significant number of women in the DMs. <laughs> In the last few weeks, most of most of them call me a little bitch for not liking Nando's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I was Shout like, out Nando a, family. I've had a couple breadments for the whole OnlyFans thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. both of those instances. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I thought I thought your points were quite um, well articulated. What Nando's or OnlyFans? Uh, not Nando's, OnlyFans mm. or female libra- liberation. That's an important yeah. topic. Yeah. People did yeah. actually respond to that. I mean, one on serious thing. And we yeah, did yeah. the we did the um we did the Instagram poll and just, mm. just to just to draw a line on the and most of them. I don't know if you man saw like yeah, feminist sorry, liberation and OnlyFans are apparently synonymous. So we'll you get know. back to that one. Yeah, man, like there's more to go. There's more to go. More to go OnlyFans um, is, is, you know is new in the grand scheme can of I things. Can I just say, can I say that the listeners they suck because they all <laughs> Wow. No, no, no. You know, you know they suck? It's because they've all chosen Boxer shorts no, over briefs. No, bro. <laughs> the last, the last. That, that, that pain, that pain. No, 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 no. It's 50-50. It, it literally. It's 50-50. No. No, no, okay, no, no, okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. Listeners, listen, listeners. <laughs> My name is Zavi and I apologize, okay? Um, no, I didn't mean that. I just, I just take things a bit too personally sometimes. It's it was tilted toward, yeah, it was tilted towards boxer shorts for most of the day, but some of the, some of the boxer brief gang, you know what I mean? They came in, man. They went. Them are working. They ain't got Boxer brief gang? Gang business. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they helped to get back to you. So we, 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 Basically, I haven't even really resolved that debate, to be you know, honest. Um, but just, so you, just in case you're <laughs> in any ep- doubt. That's an episode itself. Yeah, exactly. In, in case you're in any the, doubt. You know, it's so interesting. because we don't, I'm, I'm wearing I'm my ne- boxer shorts right now. I'm wearing briefs right now. Calvin <laughs> Klein's. Calvin yep. Klein's today, not Uniqlo. Yep. Um, but listen to this, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm he's wearing, gone from Uniqlo to Calvin Klein. Hey, 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 h
<laughs> Call me Billy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, no, for real though, like that actually quite surprised me because conversations about that, right? You never really have the man. Never really talk about like, oh, what boxes you wearing, fam, or like what briefs you wearing, fam. You know what I mean? You know, man, man don't talk like that. You know what it is? Yeah, man don't talk like that. So like, it was quite weird for me. I thought everyone wore boxer briefs. You get it? No, no. So no, like, really. it was actually quite interesting that like there was like a whole culture and a whole, community, a whole community out there undiscovered. Undiscovered. This is weird. You man. start a WhatsApp. You and the other four men in the world that wear briefs. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Big up Fenty, innit? <laughs> and big up my man as well, for big real. Big up Rihanna, just always, for no reason at all. Amen. Um, Amen. I, I decided yeah, I am going to buy... Hi, Rihanna. I, yeah, I decided I am going to buy some of your boxes just so it brings me closer to you. Yeah. Um, Ruby. So, Amen. yeah, expect the order um, from Bow Road. Yeah. I'm waiting for the um, sale. I'm waiting other for than that, man, like, what can I say? My balls, they still hang to the left. Do you know what I mean? My DPD deliveries are still coming late. <laughs> I'm still the same old me, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, podcast oh, ain't changed right. shit, goddammit. <laughs> so with that in mind, <laughs> subscribe, follow, share, all that shit, you know all what I mean? Because we want to we wanna sustain this for you, yeah, you know man. what I mean? Like, we love you guys. Why not? For real. Round of applause for these people, the, the, the listeners, goddammit. You guys are hitting the Spotify, the SoundCloud, the Apple Podcasts. The YouTube. Do you know what I mean? The YouTube. Big up the YouTube content, man. We got a lot coming over there as well. But Facts. yeah, big up. Big up all of you people because, yeah, man, without you guys, we're nothing. I mean, we're something, but we're not a lot. Yeah. We're definitely more with you. Facts. Yeah, man. Facts. That's for real. We've got, we got to put at least a little bit of value on ourselves, you know? 100%. We're like, yeah, we're not nothing, but like, 100%. Yeah. we're, we're a lot like, more with you. Uh, now... I think it's time, and I know that we've uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we since we last had you. Um, but when you do these bi- bi-weekly podcasts, one of the most difficult things to do in preparation is is come up with a, a really concise list of things to to discuss because so much happens in a fortnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but such is the uh, such is the nightmare that has been the year twenty twenty. We're, we're really spoilt for choice, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've had endless, endless, endless content, if you want to call it that. Endless, endless news. Um, mostly negative. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that we've been able to dissect. Um, so the last fortnight, unfortunately, wasn't wasn't any wasn't any different. Um, and I kind of want to get. I want to get this, not necessarily out of the way, but. I want to underline the importance of this this particular topic um, by not leaving it until the end, by addressing it firsthand so we can get into the shits um, and some, some less heavy stuff um, later on. Mm-hmm. I think you probably know, if you know me, what I'm talking about, if you've been, you know, not necessarily mainstream media because they ain't covering shit, uh, but if you've been on social media, if you know anybody who is... African, if you know anybody who is, in this case specifically, Nigerian, you know that there's been some shit going on. Shit that has and continues to be a systemic cancer of my my, my motherland. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about hashtag NSARS, the NSARS movement. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily need to go into it because unless you've been living under a rock, you kind of know what the situation is, right? Police brutality is extended uh, for generations and generations um, in, in, in West Africa, all over the place. But specifically in Nigeria, there is a department uh, within the police system mm-hmm. um, um, who have been abusing 
their power and are have become synonymous with some of the most heinous police brutality for civilians who are just minding their own business. Um, this over generations, as I mentioned, has has been has been given brand new brand new faces, brand new names. Governments have promised to to address these this particular department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's essentially just come back in a new iteration. Same people, typically, just given new titles, new uniforms, new badges, badge numbers, same gun, <laughs> same personality, and then they hit the streets. Mm-hmm. This has come to a head with a murder a few weeks ago, which was covered um, on Twitter, um, which seems to be <laughs> the genesis of so many shitstorms these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Social movements, not just shitstorms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Um, and what we have uh, at the end of it, and, uh, and I'm conscious of the fact that when you hear this, uh, things may have may have progressed a little bit. But what we have had um, since is 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 wide scale protests centralized mainly in Lagos. <sighs> the government have responded in the way that anybody who is familiar with the Nigerian government would expect. Mm-hmm. Piss poorly, and. Earlier this week, a snap decision to implement a curfew um, on the protesters was also met with physical violence from the police, which resulted in deaths, people Mm -hmm. being shot at at night, ladies and gentlemen, at night. And didn't they, Um, wasn't there issues with the light as well? They cut out the lights. um, So a lot of these protests or the main protests were taking place in highly lit areas. So they cut out the lights and then proceeded to shooting people. Innocent bystanders, innocent bystanders, protesters, and classically, as you've seen in in places like America, they've 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 managed to to blame a small minority of yobs, thugs, whatever they want to label them, as being the reason that they opened fire. I don't want to dwell (coughs) too much on the wrong things in this discussion. and of all the th- problems that Nigeria has, um, I was born in London, raised in London, but I am Nigeria by origin. Of all the problems that Nigeria has, of which there are many, right? There's no mistake there. I didn't think that this would be the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back. I didn't think this would be the thing that would bring this country to a standstill and bring about such worldwide condemnation. <laughs> but here we have it. Um, Nigeria is troubled. It's had its problems. There are, there are real problems over there. I mean, you got to watch your mouth. You know what I mean? What you say about me, yeah, like when yeah. you, what you say about the green, white, green when you're around me. <laughs> but I accept, I accept that there are some problems here. But people are being killed and you're going to see a theme of freedom of speech throughout this. People are being killed because of their right to protest. You have to understand that. Like we can't, we can't sugarcoat this in any other way. We have a, a leader of our country um, that has ordered the killing of their people. That's inhumane, man. And it's really, really hard to stomach. I was in Nigeria a month ago, as you man know, because I was burying my dad. I was in Lagos. Rest in peace, uncle. My mum is still, thank you, brothers. My my mum is still out there. Do you know what I mean? We've been speaking every night. My mum ain't been able to leave her house. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just too dangerous. There's, There's nothing out there for her. How's it been in terms of like getting food and stuff from her? Yeah, so... Thankfully, like you can you can call in favors and 
you know, you got to stock, like you got to stock up in advance and stuff like that. And like, you know, it's like an African household. There's a lot of rice dishes and a lot of meat and all so that shit. You know what I mean? Meat, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's all good. It's not too bad, yeah, but yeah. like, um, and my mum's been prepared. Um, but life is being inconvenienced. Like in such a deeply, deeply compounded way in Nigeria. COVID-19 has obliterated most countries. Mm. Um, not just in terms of deaths, but also in terms of what the measures and the lockdowns have meant for economy, for people. Mm -hmm. um, Nigeria has suffered, man. Mm -hmm. like, like most third world countries, mm -hmm. they've been told by their leaders to stay their ass at home. Stay your ass at home because this shit is running, is rip roaring. President Buhari, I'm a Buhari, bruv. You told a country of 200 million people with 1,000 plus, just over 1,000 COVID-19 deaths. And whether or not you want to believe that number or not is fucking irrelevant. I'm sorry. You told a country of 1,000 plus deaths due to COVID to stay their ass at home because this stuff is going to spread. You gave them no financial support. You gave them nothing. Okay. Most people wake up every single day and they hustle their way to a cash in hand payment mm -hmm. that sorts out their food mm -hmm. for that day, the next day, at max the week. Mm -hmm. You gave them nothing. What do you expect to happen? People have zero to lose. You give them nothing, they have zero to lose. It's all connected. These people are going out onto the streets because not only are you telling them that they cannot earn and they cannot eat, but also they can't even say how angry they are about it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's probably important just in case people aren't caught up on the topic to give some background yeah, on what yeah. SARS is, what the hashtag means. Please do, I'm too invested emotionally. <laughs> so SARS is the special anti-robbery service. Um, it's a kind of covert slash elite police unit um, that was formally put together in the 90s. It was tasked to deal with robberies, as the title suggests, but other forms of violent crime. Its <coughs> initial genesis was from an event where a colonel in the army was killed by police officers at a checkpoint, um, leading to soldiers going on manhunts for policemen. Uh, which led to police abandoning their posts, effectively, um, which, after two weeks of no policing, led to a spike in violent crime and caused the commissioner at the time to intervene and create a special unit um, without the army knowledge of stopping robberies as an act in particular. Um, after the ceasefire was agreed in 1992 between the army and the police, they were formally put together as a unit in the Nigerian police force. And ever since then, they've been given effectively a special mandate to target what they perceive to be um, suspects of robbery and similar crimes. Now, the problem with what SARS has become is that it is effectively a police force that has systematically targeted young people, people who appear to have money, and uh, people who really they don't just like the look of. There is not much beyond that. It's a very extrajudicial force um, that targets people almost indiscriminately. 
Um, they got away with a lot of activity for a long time. So people may be asking, well, if SARS has been around since 1992, then why are people only kicking off now? Well, there was an image before that SARS in a very fractious political society were effectively targeting what is known in Nigeria as Yahoo Boys. And Yahoo Boys are people who do... The, so you've all heard of like the Nigerian Prince online scam, etc., etc. What really was happening was that the SARS units were targeting Yahoo Boys and saying, look, you guys, like, we know what you're doing, but you need to start paying us a cut. Right. And so there was like a perception that they were targeting Yahoo boys and they were keeping a control on the online crime and they were doing some kind of business um, to keep down violence, crime, et cetera, et cetera. What people didn't realize is that they were actually propagating online crime because these Yahoo boys had to keep going in order to yeah. pay or gather fine. Yeah. But also people hadn't heard from their friends that they had been abused by SARS officers on the street. And it's not until this movement in particular, beginning of October this year, that people started understanding that other people had had similar experiences. They were victims of it too. The victims of it too. Mm. Other people got similar similar experiences. Now, 2020 is not the first time that this hashtag NSARS has come about. It's been about since 2017. Yeah. But it's only really taken popular hold um, in the last month since there have been videos going online with increasing frequency of extrajudicial direct killings mm. by policemen of seemingly innocent citizens uh it's not as if i think maybe nigerian citizens could understand if sars had killed armed robbers but what's been going on is that sars have effectively been killing and battering innocent civilians and there is a bit of like nigerian culture is kind of susceptible yeah, to yeah. consequentialism which is like if the end is justified then you know the means that we got there by is uh, it's kind of all right 100 percent. but in the case where actually now people are viewing videos on Facebook and Twitter on a weekly or daily basis, where innocent people, not criminals, innocent people are being targeted, that's where the switch has been flipped. Yeah, and while we speak about this, President Buhari has, for the first time in the whole of the month... In months. <laughs> in months, in actually. Months. Spoken to, to the people. Um, I'm not going to get into, into a great deal of what he said. What I Just will, scratch the what, surface, what please. I will, what I will speak on, yeah. What I will speak on is the uh, this contempt that just resides in his tone every single time. Anything that he has to be held accountable for comes up. As I said, I mentioned COVID nineteen. This is that's not an isolated example, ladies and gentlemen. COVID nineteen happened. The Nigerian people probably saw him speak twice. I couldn't bury my dad in five months because that country was closed down, bro. I didn't see I, every day when I'm at my mama's house and we're watching Nigerian news. We we're seeing his crony, that crony, that crony. He isn't speaking. Mm. But I think it's almost worse because there there have been state governors. So we're, again, we'll get into like the politics of Nigeria in a bit. But there have been state governors who've been tweeting stuff like we are working behind the scenes. What's behind they the scenes? But what's behind the scenes? Zero, bro. What's behind the scenes? This is all in front of the scenes. This a lot is, of this those governors couldn't get through to Bahari. Number one. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were, all of the ECOWAS countries, right? They all tried to get in touch or they were encouraged to get in touch. The governor of Lagos tried to get in touch, couldn't get through to him. Um, the only significant leader was the Ghanaian president mm -hmm. who was able to speak to him. And he said, similar to what Johnny, you just said, mm -hmm. there's things, things behind are in place. the scenes, things are, things are being put into place. And mm -hmm. it's just like, well, where's, where's, where's the, pro where's the, um, the urgency? In where the, is in it? Behind the where's scenes. It at? 
You know what I mean? Like, those are the type of questions that I always... It frustrates me, with, like, especially with like um, African governments. Mm-hmm. They, they, they love to just say things for the sake of saying things. But yeah. when you actually think about the sense of urgency, if there's, if there's something that's going on in your country and there's death involved, mm-hmm. that needs to be like a, a priority. You know yeah. what I mean? That needs to be like a state of emergency, you know, sort of, you know, approach rather than just a we're working on things behind the scenes just to buy itself some time. You know what I mean? Well, look, I think Buhari has, has two major problems in dealing with this. One is from his own side. One is from the protester side. Yeah. From the protester side, this, like I had mentioned, has been a very decentralized protest. Um, there have been numerous calls for a leader to present themselves among the NSARS movement. Deliberately, the protesters have not done that. And the reason that, there is a reason that they have not done that. The reason is that we were speaking earlier, Rich, there is a culture, and before I say this, I want to put on the record that I'm very, very proud, honorary Igbo boy. 100%. Half I mean, raised I, by Igbo mama. I feel you. I feel you. Mm. You could have just said Nigerian. I mean, no, I, I could have said Nigerian. I mean, I mean, in the current context, we'll say Nigeria, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm very proud my Yoruba people, by the way. I don't know what Johnny's on, Igbo. Eh? We're, we're going to scrap it out after. Oh, ah, <laughs> you want to take it outside? <laughs> we can do it inside <laughs> if you he's want he's to. He's a chuka man. He's a chuka man. Igbo boy. Very proud. In this house. I'm my Igbo people. I come true, hey. But, least 10. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> List, listen, listen, listen. Very proud, very proud, very Big proud, up. very proud. But there is a political, and to an extent, business culture within Nigeria. And the reason that Buhari is struggling to deal with the protesters is whenever there is a problem or a conflict, generally speaking, Oga or the person in control of the situation speaks to the person underneath and says, What do you want? Mm. What do you want? Yeah. But in order for you to ask, what do you want? There has to be someone leading the protest movement. And it's for that reason specifically that NSARS has not nominated leaders mm. because it means that they can maintain the pressure more constantly. Yeah, yeah. The problem with Nigerian politics is that, generally speaking, when someone is asked what do they want, they give a price and it is met. Yeah. And then they think they've got a seat at the table, but actually they have a stool. 100%. And they're eating crumbs. Okay, And it's for the betterment of this movement that they maintain the widespread pressure, that they maintain a decentralized nature. It's something that we saw with the Occupy movement in the West um, in the late um, 2010s, um, but it's actually been done more effectively um, in Nigeria in 2020, that decentralized movements apply more pressure. I suppose a more effective example uh, would be the Arab Spring, yep. although leaders did uh, appear eventually throughout that process, and we'll come along the parallels. Um, between kind of Nigeria and what happened in Tunisia uh, later. But like I said, the first half of the problem for Buhari is that he doesn't have a problem that he's used to experience. He's, no, he's not used to dealing with this type of decentralized nature of opposition. The other problem that Buhari has is that he is effectively a man of the security forces. Yeah. This guy, firstly, with a very quick background, he came to power in 1983 in a military coup. Mm. He was then removed in 1985 in a military coup. Most of this guy's experience in politics is coup-based, and he lost three elections before he got back to power in 2015, okay? So whilst he was in power in 1983, he he enacted this bizarre policy called the war against indiscipline. The idea of the war against indiscipline was to address the lack of public morality and responsibility. So they used to do ridiculous shit, like they would order, um, they would order people in cities to form neat queues at bus stops. And if you weren't part of a neat queue at a bus stop, you get whipped by soldiers who are holding whips. 
civil servants who didn't turn up to work, they were embarrassed for not turning up. They had to do jumping jacks and shit in the mm -hmm. office. And students who were caught cheating on exams, they could get sentenced to up to 21 years in prison, right? This guy has been a hawk. He's a military man, guys. This guy's uh, been a hawk from the 80s, yeah, from the mid 80s, 100%. right? I think everyone should, everyone should, I did it myself, everyone should read um, Wallace Inca's essay called The Crimes of Buhari. And it was written um, before the 2000 election as basically the disbelief that Nigeria could even consider Buhari as a competent um, competitor but that's the yeah. thing, for right? the election. That's the thing, right? So I remember vividly when Buhari became president mm -hmm. yeah. and the amount of Nigerians that yeah. were so like optimistic yeah, about the change in Nigeria bro. through Buhari. Like I remember being in a barbershop, right? Yeah. My barbershop is a very Nigerian barbershop, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just remember the debates that were going on, right? Yeah. And it wasn't even a debate of like uh, what you can and can't do. Both of them are what you can do, but by when? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that's the level of optimism I remember mm -hmm. hearing from the people of Nigeria yeah. and, you know. Bro, Nigerians are, uh, it, such is the situation. If you come in and you have, and you sell a, f a few lines to Nigerians and it sounds like an alternative to, to, the, to the incumbent, then, then you're gonna, then you're gonna do bits. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the backdrop is it is a historically, like from a government perspective, corrupt mm -hmm. state. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, we've had egregious leaders. Sonny Abacha, when he died, was like one of the first times I've seen my mum cry of just happiness because she knew what it meant mm -hmm. potentially as a turning of the mm -hmm. corner for Nigeria. But that was then followed by leadership after leadership after leadership. People come in with the intentions, but then they realize how much money's in the pot and then it just becomes an embezzlement exercise for mm -hmm. most of the part. And then their generations of kids and after them, they embezzle all that money and they store all that money. Meanwhile, the country is crumbling and they sign off all of their contracts and all of their potential business relationships to China and to all these other fucking places across the country at the detriment of its, of its, mm -hmm. of its own people. Nigerians just want roads street lighting, mm -hmm. consistent electricity, mm -hmm. like a decent public transport system, mm -hmm. opportunity, like things that we take for granted in the Western world. I'm saying it from a privileged position. I'm a fucking Brit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigerian Brit, but I've been born here all my life, right? And lived here all my life, sorry. But like, that, that's it. Buhari sold the people a few lines and then he has been absent. Mm -hmm. It was buzzwords followed by bollocks, bruv. Mm -hmm. And he picked up Let's the country. He, he he picked up the country in a very low point as well. Yes, it's important to remember when he super important to when, that. when he came in in 2015. Good luck, Jonathan. Basically, had failed to deal with Boko Haram in the north. It was in the midst of the Chibok crisis with those schoolgirls that had been kidnapped by Boko Haram. The main three tenants of his election campaign were security, i.e., I will deal with Boko Haram. Yeah. Um, they were anti-corruption, i.e. There's endemic corruption in Nigeria, but I promise I'm going to be the first guy to deal with it. Um, and then the third tenet was economic Biharism, which was, is basically a, a populist economic policy of banning non-essential um, imports so that you can boost domestic industry and production. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, we can get to the points if you like, but he's been a failure on all three fronts. 100%. There is in, there is enormous bandit activity in the north yeah. of Nigeria, and maybe at best he has appeased Boko Haram. Um, in terms of anti-corruption, there has been almost no difference in the activity yeah. of government ministers embezzling funds from the state. And in fact, when the guy was in power in 1983, um, he, he, coups generally are done in order to deplace the opposition. Yeah. When mm. he formed the coup in 1983, he effectively 
he, he committed a coup on his own side and then attacked the opposition after, which means that all the ministers who were stealing from the state in 1981, 1982, were allowed to get away with it. So everyone knew that this anti-corruption platform he was running on was bullshit because he'd effectively offered amnesty in yeah, his yeah, 2015 yeah. campaign to anyone who had done anything under good luck Jonathan's yeah. administration anyway. And then economic Baharism has also been a complete shambles yeah. because he closed the borders to neighboring countries, which led to massive food and price inflation in many topics. And in the last 10 years, Nigeria has got a lot closer to China as a trading partner to the extent where 80% of trade flow with China is Chinese cheap Chinese exports into the Nigerian economy, yeah. which means that actually there is no domestic production 100%. and Nigerian industry has been ruined to shit. And they've been, they've been absolutely turned over where, where there is now 10 times more import than 10 times more import than export between Nigeria and China. <laughs> so Baharism, anti-corruption and security have all been a failure of this guy's rule to date. Yeah. Not and, for sure. And and I wanna spot on man. And I wanna wrap that up because I don't wanna dive into it too much. I think we've we've covered uh, on the face of things enough for you to 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 equip yourself. Go and do your fucking research. Mm -hmm. You'll find out you'll find out that what we've said here isn't 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 anything but the real. Um what I will say uh, to my Nigerian people is that I love you very much. Um, I know the the view of you um, across the world isn't isn't a true re uh, re re reality of who you are. Mm -hmm. I know I know I I struggle with you as a country sometimes myself. You know I was there a month ago as I said, and conversations were just nonstop about the potential of this place. But mm -hmm. it is now time. It is now time for us to stop talking in potential terms. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's on the front line, people who are dying, people like DJ Switch, people who are giving us the coverage, all the people who are doing the who are doing bits. We love you. We thank you, um, mm -hmm. Buhari. I mean, the blood is on your hands. What mm -hmm. can I say? Shout out Namibia. Shout out Congo. Shout out all of the countries mm -hmm. that are part of this. I guess this this narrative that Africa is bleeding. I don't really want to look at it that way as much. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that there are some countries in Africa that desperately need intervention. Mm -hmm. um, and lastly, mother... F I promised myself I wouldn't swear as much. Guys, <laughs> guys stop shaming your celebrities. Beyonce isn't going to do a great deal for this movement. Mm -hmm. okay? Rihanna isn't going to do a great deal for this movement. Okay, She's going to bring some awareness, but that's it. But let's stop shaming people. Anthony Joshua, stop shaming him. Stop shaming people. No Nigerian is more Nigerian than any other Nigerian. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I just wanted to add one thing for the gringos as well. <laughs> um, gringos! For the gringos. No, because there is this, and I feel this, like, I, again, I feel passionate in my heart as an, as an honorary Nigerian boy. Yeah. Um, there is a perception of Nigeria as kind of like a homogenous African country. And even if, you, even if one is aware that it is the most populous African country and it is the largest economy in Africa, there is still a perception that it's ultimately a homogenous country. And that's totally, totally false. There are 36 states in Nigeria. There are up to 253 different ethnic groups. There are 500 languages. This year is the 50th anniversary of a civil war where effectively the Igbo people and uh, the Biafra region tried to cede from independence. E even if you think of it in the most simple terms, there are arguably three different countries within Nigeria. The North, the East and the West. It is a beautifully diverse country. Amen. Beautifully Amen. diverse country. It is the 25th biggest country in the world by GDP, but it's unfortunately only the 130th biggest in the world by per capita GDP. That speaks to the income inequality. But most importantly, 
and this one actually fucking blew my mind when I read this. It has the third largest youth population in the world. Yes. The third yeah, largest so youth population in the world after India and China, the third largest youth population in the world. And when you look at the cultural influence of Nigerians outside of Nigeria, how many British celebrities, black British celebrities, yeah. have Nigerian roots? You cannot tell me that there isn't unlimited potential in a country that has a coastline, has savannah, has mountains, snows in Nigeria. Gringos, what? just to let you know, it snows in Nigeria. There are mountains really? where it snows in Nigeria. What, Facts. so you're going to go skiing there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, we don't. Nigeria imagine skiing, skiing in Nigeria. Now we, can build, we can build the young resort. I ain't resort. skiing full stop, bro. Yeah, but imagine that, the skiing in Nigeria. Like, that's I'm, I'm it snows. scared. It snows in Nigeria. I'm scared. Basically, it's effectively, Nigeria is the same size as Venezuela. And Venezuela is also a country that is blessed. It has cities. It has coast. It has tropical areas. It has, like, I can't remember what the, what the fucking phrase is, but it's like, it has the five bio spheres or whatever and nigeria is very similar but nigeria is blessed as as venezuela is with black gold under the sea but it has an enormous youth population and that is the driver of this protest that will be the future of the country yeah and we just need to help these people have the energy africa has a problem with elderly leaders yo that was my next point johnny thank you there yo jump that stop voting for these old saggy fucks stop it we need people with vision we need people who aren't long in the teeth and have all of these political bullshit connects which are to the detriment of the countries they mm -hmm. supposedly want to serve there is a trend go and list your world leaders look at their age i don't care if this makes me sound ageist guys i'm sorry mm -hmm. this has got to stop at some point them olpa. These old fogies who don't care about you. There's a lot that comes with being old. But one thing is consistent, guys. They don't give a fuck. A flying about the youth. Six out of ten of the oldest serving heads of government in the world are in Africa. Ah! Six out of Can ten. Can you imagine? Six out of ten. Can you imagine? Six out of one ten. One more time. Can you say that one more time, Johnny? Hey, one more time, Six please. Six out of ten. Of the oldest serving heads of government in so, the world are in Africa. And even yeah, that's what I thought you said. So now. Modern, even so, more even so, more even more problematic, yeah, I find actually, is that nine of the fifteen, nine of the fifteen longest incumbent heads of government are also in Africa. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the facts. Right, lads. Zav. Yeah. Hello, hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Talking to A-list celebrities. Yeah, you know I mean, like talking we're, to A-list celebrities. Just report, we're just out here recording oh. a little, little, little two-two podcast. Yeah, the access is mad. No, I mean, little thing here. The like, access just, is just mad. Just a little thing. We're just the access is mad. We can't help the fact that you know we're busy guys, but one guy in particular. Oh, one out of this three. Oh, this three. Well, no, A-list baby. He just flew in. A-list baby. No, I mean, he just flew in from the gallery. Mm. Which gallery? Little, little, little local. You don't know the gallery? Uh, to be honest, it's kind of small, small, small. Small might, one. What's it called? Like it's small, like or something. What's it called? OXO. OXO. Is that how you say yeah. it? OXO. 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 Man just flew in from OXO Tower, having just done his second day with his exhibition for Black History Month. Give it up for Zav, man. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Zavi, are you just coming from second day of his exhibition at the OXO Tower? Jesus. Because he's such a Drake fan. We thank God. We call it the OVO OXO Tower. The OVO OXO Tower. You know how it goes, man. That's neither here nor there. The firm. The firm. Zav, 
can we can we talk about it, man? Tell us, man. You can opened we? up yesterday. Today's day two. Yeah, um, by the time a... you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, it will be fucking done. But we've been hyping it, so you hyping. know, you know it's on. You know you it's know on. There's billboards. No, hold on, hold on. The public know it's on because there's fucking billboards on Waterloo Bridge, bro. <laughs> Can we talk Yo, about that? There's billboards Yo, on nuts. Waterloo that's Bridge, bro. Certain men are local, bro. Certain, certain men are man, global. Uh, certain men are oh, man global. global. You know what? It's, it's been. It's been. You know what? Yeah. To be honest, with you. Um, it's been insane. It's been absolutely insane. It's like. To think that six months ago, you know, this has happened with me being bored at home, locked down, mm-hmm. nothing to do, no trading going on. Like markets are closed and I've just picked up a canvas and just gone for it. And then fast forward six months, here we are, Oxo Tower um, and many blessings, you know. Um, it's been insane, man. The reception has been mad. Um, left, right and centre. Um, the billboard was crazy. I'd even... And not to not to discredit or dis or like to dumb it down, but it's crazy because that was sort of like given to me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even ask for it, mm-hmm. and and those are like literally testimonies that I think are like literally God's plan. Mm-hmm. I've just put myself out there, um, just maintain good energy, and um, and and just maintain a good energy, and like it, and it's just and it's just it's just happening like in th- in the most supernatural way that I can't even explain it. You know, what I mean, I can't even like take the credit for it. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Because this is one of my pet pet hates. Mm-hmm. I go to galleries. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone gone into the gallery and done like the art pose? Like <laughs> yes, cup, the cup, chin cup, stroke. Yes. And then and then, yes. and then and then they like they 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 try to they try to drop a line like. <laughs> It's clear to me that there's a, a message of postmodern intersectionalist poetry you know what? You juxtaposed know against a, a Picasso-esque yeah, framework you, of our modern day struggle. You, you get has, anybody, has anybody hit you with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You get, or you get some guy, you get some guy from, some guy called Jeff from the home county's like, it's, it's so black. <laughs> listen, listen, I've, I've had the, I, I've it's had so those chin, those, those, those chin stroking brothers. Bro, I, say. I can't, I can't brothers. deal with the chin And you know what's so crazy? Like there was, somebody came up to you today, right? He had his mask on. He was still stroking his chin with his mask on. <laughs> and how, how, how I've typically done it, right? Like I like everything I love, everything I do, I just try and keep it organic. And even with this podcast, we're just three organic brothers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like when I'm down at the, when I'm, when I'm down at the exhibition, um, I'll, I'll just say good afternoon or good morning or good evening and I'll just let them crack on and I'll just, I might just slide through next to them just to find out how they're getting on. Rarely yeah. do I say, hey, I'm the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, a guy's really confused. He's like really like he's seriously like stroking his chin. Like yeah, I could see like so many things got his mind. So I've gone up to him and I've asked him and tell you, how are you? Good evening. How you been? How you finding it? There's no plat. There's no um, there's no descriptions. Um, where are the descriptions? Um, these are pointless. Oh, and um, mm. I was like, um, you know where the fuck you at, homie? Yeah, no, but I, I <laughs> know I'm from. I, no, no, but the thing is, I just said hi. Uh, my name's Avi. I'm the artist, and um, the descriptions are on Instagram. Um, and then he's like, oh, oh, okay. So there are points. Why haven't you got them here? I was like, look, well, you know, I've just, I've always been somebody who's a minimalist, and I believe that you know the titles are all that's needed. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more about the pieces, if it's whatever draws to you, I can, I'm happy to explain where my thoughts or my, you know, my ideologies came from while creating these pieces. And um, he then asked me, what's Instagram? Fair point, bruv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were like, yeah, the uh, descriptions are on Fair. Instagram. And he's like, well, what's, what's that? Did, what's he show, did he show an interest? Did he what's want that? to know more about the he art? He did. Though? And when I, what I did though, I actually flipped it. Like it went from a very frustrating, very intensely chin rubbing fella to mm-hmm. a very much 
interested and I drew him into my world and I explained the pieces nice. to him. And you know what? I've never actually really explained the whole process of my way of thinking. And I feel like every time I do so, I'm welcoming people into my world. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've sort of approached it. You know, before I did the, um, like the day before the exhibition, I spoke to, I spoke to um, Rich about it and he was telling me, you know, be prepared to speak to people about your work. And I didn't realize how much chin wagon I had to do. Mm -hmm. And down. you know what? I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Like, I'm actually letting people into my world in, in the most unapologetic way. Very personal and, experience. Um, yeah, it's like a very personal experience. And I think I'm enjoying that the most because I'm leaving, people are leaving with like a, I would say like a, some sort of mental souvenir. Or a piece you know, of you. A piece of me. A piece of you. And I actually had a really nice message from somebody who I've never met before. Um, he, he, he hadn't even followed me on Instagram. He just literally walked by and he saw my work and he couldn't help but come in. And he found me on Instagram and he messaged me and he says, I don't know what it is, but you've left me with such good energy. Amen. And you made me happy. Amen. And even if, wow. and, and that, it's right, beautiful. gives me more satisfaction than somebody saying they want to buy one of my pieces. Amen. You know what I mean? Because that's not, that's not the, uh, you know, in a sense that that's... But motherfuckers, if, you, if you're trying to buy some pieces, <laughs> Zavi ain't going to say no, you know what I mean? So look, I ain't going to say no. Well, I ain't, ain't going to be mad. Zav, <laughs> yeah. given this is going to go out after the exhibition closes, where can people find your work now? Um, they can find my work on um, www.buyzaviart.com hey. or just buy Zavi Art on, on Instagram. Instagram. Um, or if you want to hit me up on some sales, help a brother out, yeah. you know, sales at buyzaviart.com. Well, Let me just say, it's not helping a brother out. It's buying good art. No, exactly. We it's got, not, we there's no charity to this. All right, I know, I know. There's no charity, know, no charity this. You know. oh, this is, I like that. This okay, is good cool. art, bro. See that this energy there? If you're going to buy some art that glows in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a Full bonus. Chest. Full that's, chest. That's Full bonus. chest. Full chest. Yeah, if you're going to buy some art that glows in the dark with an approach of like cubism to it, mm -hmm. with some deep meaning behind it, I'm your man. Glow in the dark. And... <laughs> And you're it not so crazy. Oh. You're so crazy as well. Like it was the first time ever that some somebody asked me, "Why does your work glow in the dark?" And you know what? No one's actually really asked me Do you why the work glows in the dark. You know what? The reason why is because so my mum's always told me a star can't shine unless it's been through the dark, right? And I always try hey, and babe. keep it as a consistent message throughout hey, all my pieces, That's regardless big. of the message, regardless of the concept. Amen. So, um, and when somebody asked me that, and I was like, you know what? I've never actually explained that to somebody. Mm -hmm. and I, I've been waiting. It's like I've been dying for somebody to ask me. Everyone likes a glow-in-the-dark shit, but I was dying for someone to ask me that. And um, I just thought that was quite dope because it was like, he was like clicking his fingers mm -hmm. like, he got it. And genuinely, ladies and gentlemen, this it's might be one of your last opportunities to really get out of your house and enjoy some shit. Because it bangs. Man like Bojo. Mm. Bojo the hobo, yeah. He's moving mad, fam. Yo, fucking man guy. like Bojo the nuts. hobo. Sleepwalking us into lockdown 2.0. 2.0. Big up Sheffield, yeah. Big up that whole northern region. What, they got that, are, they, are they the ones with the 6 p.m. the 6 p.m. curfew? They got they got sent up to tier Aye, 3 with the is witness, 6 p.m. curfew is mud. What Johnny. about luck off? Johnny. <laughs> what you know about luck off? <laughs> what you know about hey, luck off? Everything luck off. Luck off. Everything luck off. Not for the country. Luck off. Luck off. Um, you know and, and yeah, and uh, Boris isn't giving any assurances um, as to how he's going to support people through this this next wave. Uh, but look, man, that's who you voted for, ladies and gentlemen. What can I say? Oh, it's fucked. What can I say? It's fucked. Don't get me started on the fucking toilet. No, I want to get you started, Johnny. Fuck. Well, <laughs> you, well, you Go, Johnny. You Go, Johnny. For real, though. For real, though. Rishi. Man like Rishi, friend of the show. Dickhead. Yeah. Man like Rishi. <laughs> Man like Rishi, friend of Big the show. Big up Rishi. Yeah. I, beg everyone, I beg everyone listening, say it on three. One, two, three.
free. Dickhead! Dickhead. <laughs> so, Rishi a few weeks ago told us that we got to get our asses into some new skills. Man some should retrain him. Man should retrain and get team, some skills right? as a chancellor, you fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> and then, a um, couple of weeks later, where, as I say, we're being slept walked um, into, into, uh, into a lockdown 2.0. Um, it's it's scary, and as much as the cases are going up, and as much as the Tory government have have ignored much of the the guidance from from the medical staff that they have hired, the superiors within the have abdicated industry. responsibility for governance yeah. of the country. They they continually uh, lead us down this 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 blind path, mm. um, and that's one thing. But what I wanted to touch upon very very briefly is just how ill-equipped we will be having already been through this at the start of the year, we're potentially walking into a situation where there's going to be no real evidence that we've learned from our mistakes. No. When you have no support for industry on the backdrop of somebody who is chancellor telling you you need to retrain, it affects many people in many different ways, clearly. If you're lucky enough to not have a job um, where you had to go on furlough in the last seven months, then more power to you, man. Like, congratulations. But that is a privilege you, that needs to be that mm -hmm. needs to be remembered yeah because yeah. um, chances are people who you know um were not as lucky as you um getting jobs in this environment it's mad it's an end uh, come on you're failing before you start there is an element of this as well which which relates directly to 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 black people and how difficult it has been um for them to 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 retain jobs um and and gain jobs in this environment people um from i hate the B-A-M-E, the BAME phrase, but people from BAME communities um, have suffered the most um, as a result of COVID with regards mm. to job retention and, 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 and getting jobs. And treatment um, as well, medical treatment. Right, and, and clearly that has a, a huge, huge impact on, 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 on mental health within the community, mm -hmm. which, is, yeah. which, you know, if we, if we link it back to what we were just talking about, is, is one of the key tenets of, of, of Zavi's whole movement, mm -hmm. um, right? Um, but... <laughs> I don't know really what my message is here other than guys brace yourself because unfortunately we're in a situation where we have a government that like a few governments they're just winging it they're winging it but they're winging it with contempt yep they're winging it with disdain and they're winging it with a very london centric view of the country I as mean, well this is where they've how kind do of you motherfuckers in the north feel bro they must feel fucking distraught they After have to feel distraught. You gave up your vote for the most part. You gave up your vote because they promised you. Anyway, Johnny. Bruh, I don't know. I, it, it, we're trying to keep this brief. I'm the wrong guy to speak to. <laughs> but all I'm going to say is that there have been there were ongoing negotiations between Boris Johnson and Andy Burnham, who is the mayor of Greater Manchester. Yeah. Boris didn't give a shit about the North until it looked like London might be a problem didn't really care about the North until it looked like it was a nationwide issue. And it's because for Boris and the Eton Oxbridge Tory lot, really the country kind of stops at the M25. Like all this talk of the blue, uh, the blue wall or the old red wall that was taken down, et cetera, et cetera. Like I can understand why people voted that way. People voted yeah. that way because labor abdicated their responsibility yeah. to the non London metropolitan pseudo seventies Marxist wannabe intellectual John, elites. Sometimes and they vote for the Tories. Sometimes don't break up with Ike Turner just to move in with OJ Simpson. I mean, 
Yeah, but if Ike Turner is slapping you constantly in the face, it will get to a point where you've forgotten anything OJ's done in the past. Shit. And that's basically what happened to the North with regards to the Conservatives. Um, God damn it. And... I thought that was a really good analogy as well. It was, it was a good analogy. analogy. Shot that to shit, didn't he? Well, I used it. I used it. Can we add like a bomb sort of sound effect in that one? I gotta get my effects ready, man. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. No, but carry on. We'll get there. We'll get there. No, look. I was just in my feels. Another morally fucked Tory decision to not feed school kids. Yeah, which we touched upon. Which we touched upon. The last time we talked about it was in the context of Marcus Rashford's MBE over the summer holiday. This time, so over the Christmas period. We had this, I thought at the time, fucking stupid eat out to help out scheme, which was largely a way of subsidizing people who could already afford to eat out, to eat out further. Mm. Like the British Chamber of Commerce came out, 60% businesses said didn't have particularly positive impact on their revenues. Really it only benefits larger hospitality caterers with efficiencies of business and margin profits that enable them to absorb a lower absolute turnover. So for smaller businesses and local restaurants, that scheme wasn't really going to work anyway because it wasn't enough to incentivize them to reopen. Mm. So all it ended up being was one way of getting people to get discount coffee at Starbucks and Pret who don't pay enough fucking tax anyway, but also uh, was basically for people who were still going to work in the city to go and get their fucking Brazilian bean lunch from Leon. They are now making another decision. 322, 322 MPs voted against ensuring that school children are fed over the Christmas holidays. And again, I've done the maths. If we taxed our 54 billionaires uh, in this country, one, us with the stats. 1% of their bottom billion, um, and we cut out private school kids in the top 12% yeah, yeah. of income earners, because we can presume that if you can afford to send your kids to private school, you can still afford Tesco's. And if you're in the top percent of wealth in this country you can still afford Tesco. So if we tax our 54 billionaires, 1% of the bottom billion, exclude the private school kids, exclude the top 12%, we could feed every other school child, every other school child in the country, two hot meals a day for 12 days, which is about the amount of time that they're off school for Christmas. So this came in the context of Krishna Guru Murthy, who's a guy who I quite like, was talking about, oh, what if we just fucking crowdfunded everyone? Uh, who's tweeting about starving kids like we go crowdfunding. No, fuck you, Krishnan. Don't crowdfund <laughs> me, bro. Crowdfund the fucking that billionaires. Crowdfund um, the billionaires and the millionaires because that's yeah, where true. the peas are and they've been extracting value from the state for years and years and years and if they paid the fucking taxes, we'd be able to afford school children. And a special shout out to Mike Vicky. Shout out to Vicky Ford, um, the conservative MP for, for Chelmsford, who is also the children's minister. She was one of the 322 who voted see, there's a See, there's a, there's a dirty irony in this because it was, uh, against the bill. without wanting to like loop back to a previous topic, eight people were shot in Nigeria when the youth minister's convoy started firing at protesters in Nigeria. Yeah. Like, how morally bankrupt do right-wing governments need to be in order to be removed? <laughs> the minister of youth in Nigeria is shooting young people protesting against its rule. And the conservative government in this country is refusing to feed school children as a matter of policy. The money's there, puppy. We're just refusing to spend it. Yeah. It's being deployed in the wrong way, as it always has been. But look, man, unfortunately, this is where we are with it. Um, this kid and terribly is always going to give you a balanced view on things. We, uh, we, I think we don't even need to state our political alliances. You know? Yeah, like can it, I? It is what it is. Like, we, we, we're just hitting you with the facts right here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just to balance things out. Why oh. the hell am I seeing yay 
on like some sort of like political um <coughs> 50 cents gonna vote for donald yeah, yeah, trump yeah he's um he's i, I don't what's know, going on here? i'm trying to ignore the kanye west thing no, no, no i don't no. actually know if officially like, he? is he, he no but i, I, I see i see him things down i see yeah, things down on yeah. i saw him on there i saw the people were voting for him on, it bro. is what it is like what can you say god complex it's rife in 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 many a man in hollywood and many a man in 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 the world so kanye west is is is, is a clear example of that um but look man Kanye West or Donald Trump? Thoughts? Look, I, look that, that Kanye West has been Donnie's friend for a long time. Yeah. From the get-go. Um, like, in a super fucked-up way, I can understand the premise of his argument that liberals and neoliberals have done nothing to very little. You're giving, you're giving Kanye West a lot of credit, bro. This is ego. I'm going to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's all ego. Yeah. But I can understand the argument <laughs> that liberals and neoliberals, and the reason I'm making this point, have done f- f- basically fuck all for the black community in America. Everyone should go and read um, Cornell West's yep. book, uh, Race Matters. There's a 25th uh, anniversary version that came out a couple of years ago um, with a foreword, um, the context of Donald Trump. Uh, and it basically explains how kind of like the uh, spend more money shit, um, social programs and better policing in black communities will alleviate the black struggle, ignores the total kind of existential nihilism that a lot of black people in the US and to the extent this country face um, white liberals basically say spend more money have better police and black people will do better and it kind of ignores the fact that black people had to live with a lot of fucking people who just don't like them for the colour of their skin uh, and that's very existential well, it's actually not existential it's quite a material crisis liberals ignore that Kanye West argues on that platform what he doesn't realise is that the conservative platform basically says that uh, black people uh, black people's faults and problems and crime as is a product of their values and their behaviour and this values argument totally ignores that behavior is only possible within um, an existing structure. So regardless of skin color, although skin color is a factor, regardless of skin color, if you grow up in poverty, you Mm. are more likely to commit crime. If there is less opportunity for you, you are more likely to try and gain money through illegal means just because there isn't any way for you to better yourself legally. Okay, Mm. so that's kind of the background to why um kanye is doing the shit that he's doing now i also think he's doing it because he's mentally unwell um that's another problem man he does need help we know that he's got bipolar um that's something that's come out um mm, but subversively we don't know that for sure well, but that's kim said it kim said we'll give him the benefit yeah, of the doubt i'm on the i'm on, I'm, and, I'm on the side of giving people the benefit of the doubt on that topic me I'm, too I'm, I'm actually i actually don't think that like the average human lies about that but i also don't think that that's an average human being i also don't think his wife is an average human being i also don't think that family's an average oh, human no, they're being. horrendous I narcissists they, i think they yeah they're, they're think, horrendous narcissists well, you reckon they, you reckon it's in their own bubble the, bro, fun, they, the, the they, one point they i want to make a price on absolutely everything nothing is sacred at all in that empire so i don't want to get into this too much i'm sure there will be some stimulus in the future that allows us to deep dive into that whole thing right now but I think that there is no real way for us to prove otherwise. And there are certain mm. things that we can't fuck with in today's, day, in today's day and age. Mental health is one of them. If somebody mm. says, I have mental health issues, it's something that cannot be argued. Yeah. yeah. We cannot yeah. prove it. And then yeah, that's conversation sure. over. So I'm not saying, listeners, I am the biggest, the biggest Kanye West fan. The biggest. I don't know about that. The biggest Kanye West you fan. You got me over here, mate. I will out-Kanye you. I don't think you will. We'll, 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 I will. We'll leave that point up. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. I don't, 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 don't want to fight my boy will. over Kanye. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I'll, I'll fight but you. But yeah, but at the same time, yeah, I think I. Uh, I'm not sure. The final point I want to make is the reason that Kanye is doing this 
having explained the background, is because he thinks that he can take some of the black vote away from Biden. Um, Do you really think it's about Biden? I don't. I really don't. Well, think he's helping so, his boy Donny out, and there, and there is, there is, as I, his boy, like he. Well, as I, as I, as I basically said, there is, there is a perception. And this applies to Latinos too that. Democrats and neoliberals have the right to minority ethnicity votes because the Republicans are supposedly white supremacists or whatever. And that actually doesn't ring true. Obviously, Hence Kamala, right? Hence like, Kamala. Come on, hence Kamala as, as, a, as a political play. Like, we, I get it, bro. I'm with you. I hear you. Right. Yeah. So, like, from a Latino perspective, like, the argument is bullshit because a lot of, especially in America, a lot of Latinos who are in Florida or whatever in South America um, come from a socially and religiously conservative background, especially the middle-aged and the older ones. Like, I think it's a demographic that will trend blue, as they say, or trend Democrat, uh, among Gen X and the millennials, et cetera, et cetera. But Gen X can't all vote yet, so it's a bit too early for that. Dems think that just because they're minorities, they weren't like the Republicans. That's not true, because actually Republicans speak to the conservative values of the expat Latino community, which is also very skeptical of socialism. A lot of them have left countries Mm -hmm. where socialism was enacted. And where Democrats also think that they're entitled to the black vote in America, those are the voters that Kanye is trying to convince to vote for him. And a vote for Kanye is effectively a vote for Trump because it's not a vote for Biden. 100%. I get it. I, I completely agree with that. I guess we're coming at it from a slightly, ever so slightly different angle. Whereas I don't necessarily think he is aiming to detract from Joe Biden. Absolutely what Johnny's saying is that the byproduct of his ego drive is going to be less votes for Biden. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. So I completely agree with that. But look, man, this is going to be the last time um, we're able to really speak on this, right? The next yeah. time you hear from us after this episode, we will know. <laughs> we will know where America Fuck. stands. We Fuck. will know where the world stands. Do you reckon Trump gets another go? Quick, quick, quick quiz. Yes. Trump or Biden? I reckon Trump will get it again. Trump or Biden? I always thought Trump, but I think it's going to be Biden. I've done the model. I. <laughs> You've done the... <laughs> I've done the model. <laughs> You're such a trader. I love it. Um, You're such a trader. I am going going by eight points. By eight points in the college. I'm going to tell you where my head is and where my heart is. Um, Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to tell you what I think. Russia will get involved and Trump will win. I'm struggling. I think. I think Biden's going to edge it. I actually want Biden to win, but I just I don't know. I just got this weird feeling. The way 2020 is going on right now. The way twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be true to true to twenty twenty if 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 Trump Trump wins that. So shit. I felt like you the entire way, um, up until yesterday, yeah. and then I did the model. Um, essentially, I don't think Biden wins Florida for the really? reasons I stated above. I think Florida Florida stays Trump, but I think that Biden wins Pennsylvania, and if he wins Pennsylvania, he's got a ninety six percent chance of winning the election. Man. But I've done like Pennsylvania. I've, I've checked. I've checked previous states. I checked the well. I the things I put into my method of picking states were um, twenty sixteen votes, how um, both uh, how states voted in each respective primary, um, and how close uh, and the quality of poll available. So the the three interesting states that I think that I've picked um, are Florida. I think goes to Trump, although the polls are probably saying it's trending Biden. I think that Trump holds Nevada even though it's probably saying trending Biden at the moment as well. But I think that despite Trump holding the Sun Belt, which is like Georgia and Texas and um, Alabama, etc., I think he wins Pennsylvania. I think he wins enough of the Northeast. Um, I think he also takes New Mexico and that's enough um, for him. 
all I heard from that, Johnny, Pennsylvania, you need to stand the fuck up. In Basically, a that's weeks. what's up. Basically, that's what's up. St- stand the fuck up. It comes down to Pennsylvania. Right, I've never been there. I don't know anybody from there. Philly's in Pennsylvania. Will you Pennsylvanians people? Philly, stand up. Yo, Philly. Yeah. If you, if you, if you like Meek Mill. <laughs> or Fresh Prince. Freeway. Or Fresh Prince. Willie. The Roots. <laughs> stand get, up. Get out there and just make or, sure. It's is, is Rocky from Philadelphia. I don't know. Rocky. Is he? Yeah, I think Rocky, he might yeah. be. That's a shout. Remember when he was running up the steps? All right, That's Zazie. a shout. I'm spudding him. I'm spudding him. Um, virtually, but yeah. virtually. Alright, yeah, for real. Virtual spud. Yeah. Are you a Jonathan? No, I'm a Johnny. Well, Johnny. actually, actually, Auntie calls me Jonathan. That's the only person. Oh no, it's because you're Jonathan. Jonathan. His mama call him Johnny. I'm gonna call him Johnny. Um fifty fucking cent, eh? <laughs> yeah, listen. Fifty is rago. Yeah. <laughs> 46 cent now, boy. <laughs> Guys, question, yeah. Mm. Let's say. Mm. Let's say you were born, you know, humble beginnings, uh, labor stronghold, you know, like... Well, like, all, di- like all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's say, you know, labor had earned their right to your hearts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they'd done bits in your ends. I'm they'd, listening. They'd help immigrants, like, from your parents' backgrounds yeah. mm-hmm. to, to, to assimilate, mm-hmm. get ingrained. And then you made a little bit of cash because, boy, done good. Would you ever... Would you ever find yourself switching political sides? No. Well, next topic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 no, I agree. For real. I agree with Jonathan here. Yeah, so for background, 50 Cent. Yeah. You got years to go before you can say that, boy. <laughs> 50 Cent, I yeah. thought we were there. Arguably <laughs> one of the most, to be honest, I think he's one of the most impactful hip-hop artists of all time, but that's a conversation for another day, but also one of the funniest Guys, and fair play to him, yeah. One of the most talented as well. Effin Vodka. Effin Vodka hashtag. Now it's like hashtag stars get the app. His hashtag game is fire. Le Chimon de as well. Yeah, Le Machine. I I never knew how to say that shit. Pause for a second. Who subscribed to the new power? No, power's dead. Power died That's with clapped. Ghost. That's clapped. Yeah. Power yeah, died with Ghost. Ain't subscribed to nothing, man. They and get, yo, yo. Hey, can yeah. I just say, yeah? Fuck Tariq. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Go Karen, bro. First things first. NSARS. Second. Fuck, Fuck Tariq. Tariq. Yeah, yeah, go Karen. They yeah, say yeah. this is a big rich town. Dun, dun. And I, I just, just come from the poorest part. Oh, so my man looks like legal or legal, and I got taken. This is where it goes down. Hey. I just come from the forest pod. Legal. I know we're going to change things. If she's a turret bucket, you live, you learn. I come from, hey, listen. Big up 50, isn't it? He doesn't write a bar. Big up Curtis. Yeah. He doesn't write a bar for like 15 years. And then the one bar he does is just lives in our households for like four years from power. Like, it's crazy. But anyway, 50 I just want to add that my guy looks like Eminem on Botox. Who, 50? No, no, no. Obviously not 50. Oh, Tommy. You know what? You know what, yeah? He's Eminem with, you know with yeah? cheekbones, bro. Hey, wait, wait. You know what's so bad, yeah? I never actually looked at it that <gasps> way. But you know what? He actually does look like Eminem with on Botox. On Botox, on yeah. Botox. I just say? Puffy face and There that. is no... Like he got stung by a bee. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy definitely had some work done in it. But what I can't get past... He's a good-looking boy, but he does look like Eminem. <laughs> good-looking or not, and look, he took down Lala consistently throughout season three and four, <laughs> which even if that's acting, that's just brownie points, isn't it? Scout's honor. But I no gangster, no true gangster mm-hmm. gallivants around the streets of New York, mm-hmm. leather clad, like old Tommy boy. That's my behavior. Bruv. Yo, and Dre the Mohican. 
Dre was a man, man, like, man like Rotomy, you know. <laughs> Rotomy, yeah. Yo, big up our Nigerian people, them. Rotomy, who can't even grow out the full moustache, innit, but just has to let us know that you there know is what, some yeah? hair showing. The thing is, yeah, <laughs> thing is about Rotomy, yeah. Rotomy went up being her. She was a shower, man. In like, episode, in, in, no, no, in, in, in like season two or something. Yeah, he was a shower, man. What? <laughs> Rotomy, he was, he was like 50 Cent old, um, what's 50's name in the show again? Kanan. He was like Kanan's hitman yeah. from, from the inside. From the he inside. wasn't believable, though. But he was, was a, he? no, was no, he? no. He Yo, Dre was fucking cold. Yeah, but And he then he just turned into believable. a little, he just turned into like a little pussy. Bruv, nothing about that show is believable. My man James St. Patrick's about five foot four, bruv. Have you ever tried to run up or you kick him in the chest? Is he five foot four? Gangster, Big man things have four. He looks tiny, bruv. So wait, 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 wait. Vanessa's no, 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 wait. taller than man in how big, is, how big is James St. Patrick? I thought it was like six foot. But the thing is, no, bruv. There's low angles on the cameras and that, and that he's not a tall guy. Bro. But the thing is, man, it's real. Height real. or no height, and I know we touched upon Zavi's height last time. Ooh, sensitive. Ooh. Height or no height. To, like, there's, there's topic, and change. I don't, I don't know if you <laughs> man have ever watched Power with a Girl, but we don't exist the mm. minute James St. Patrick comes on screen. Oh, especially, especially when he like has them sex scenes with old girl. Mm. Like, it just, and the, the power sex scenes are like, he goes gym. they're intense. He got, to be fair, he goes gym, innit? And, he I goes gym. And, and I don't. He goes so. gym. He's two hench. You know, you know when because he's five you know fucking four. Yeah, bro. you know when someone is two. Is hench. he five foot four? But I've googled a man because he's tiny. <sighs> no, he you can be... tell Johnny's watched it with a girl in it because he googled it. Googled the guy. And he was like, oh, fucking motherfucker. My ex left me. Ah, he's five foot four. My, blah, blah, blah. My, my ex left me for James St. Patrick. <laughs> it was that bleak. He's two hench. When I consider you to be two henches, when James St. Patrick, the suit jacket is like hanging on for dear life off your bicep. That's that goes to you, James St. Patrick's, and you, Micah Richards. Goddammit. Yo, right. he's five foot eight and a half. Basically the same. So basically thing. you. Basically five foot oh, four, isn't it, man? Listen, don't bite. Don't bite. Listen, no, don't no, 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 no. I'm no, five bitten. foot eleven and a half. Bitten. Bitten. Oh, he's bitten. Listen, bitten. Bitten. I'm five foot eleven and a half. You're not tall, I am, fam. He's bitten. Oh, you're not tall, I am. Five foot ten and change. Maybe some change. Some change. Fifty Cent, yeah. He saw Joe Biden release the tax bans that he plans on implementing for people who earn a certain amount, and that certain amount is like four hundred k and upwards. Mm-hmm. The ban was different per your state, but it was in the region, and more specifically to Fifty, a New York resident, uh, had him coming in at about sixty two percent of his earnings. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> Fifty being Fifty, of course. Uh, decided to use this as an opportunity to proclaim his intentions of potentially voting for Orange Man, mm. um, which clearly caused at a very, very sensitive time um, quite a bit of uproar, a furore, if you will. And he basically has been, um, he's being courted at the moment by a lot of the old Republicans, so the likes of Tommy Lauren, I mm-hmm. think I think maybe one of the, it might have been a fake tweet, but maybe one of the Trump sons, mm-hmm. one of them motherfuckers. Generally seasonless people. Yeah. <laughs> lacking salt, lacking seasoning, <laughs> no tan. Anyway. Sin salsa. In Mark Diesel. Ellos son buscando salsa. Generalmente. To, to, he's become a bit of a darling, old Fifth. Um, someone even said, well, looks like 50 is scared of becoming 20 cent. Ma, ma, ma. I, beg, I beg Dave Chappelle have something to say on this. <laughs> and it really, really made me think, right? Like this, I guess it's become more of a thing now, um, especially with a lot of the sort of left wing oppositions in most cases now across global politics not necessarily striking a chord with a lot of people who are 
young coming up, mm-hmm. starting to earn their bigger salaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always, personally speaking, voted for reasons that extend beyond me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As I mentioned before, you know, you know what Labour did for, for my parents and people like my parents growing up and what, you know, I saw them actively do, the, mm-hmm. the, the politicians who represent their party and what they stand for, I fuck with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more and more and more, we're seeing people voting for their pocket. Is that a trend? Is that like a new thing? Like, what go on for these people? You know what? I, d- I, d- I just think it's very selfish, to be honest with you. Um, imagine that voting for your pocket against, and, and every vote counts, right? Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like voting for your pocket over voting for the wider nation, it's just fucking selfish, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And I feel like one in short term, like what, an election will last how many years in America? Is it? Four. Four and years. All right. So, if, so it's, it's you, one, you can, you can look at it as a short term perspective, but looking at, long, looking at it from like a long term perspective, you looking out for yourself in your own pocket is, is freaking short term. And I feel like there's there's not much of a gain apart from just for themselves, you know. Um, and places like America, I mean, you know, Johnny's a stat man, but you know, in terms of um, in terms of those who are underprivileged in America, there's a that thing that outweighs those who are privileged and probably of the higher you know higher tax bracket. So um, yeah, fuck fifty in that sense. <laughs> We don't play that. We don't play that G unit. We don't play around. <laughs> I wanna get to know you. And we no, but for real though, like, do you does anybody here see an argument potentially for saying, look, if I vote for the To protect your pockets. To protect well, to protect your pockets. Well look at it this way, right? That's and the way I see it, and I thought I thought like, that's wrong. I, I see I, I agree with you, but like let me look at it, let me let me hit you with a different perspective. If yeah. you are somebody, for example, who says that if I vote for the left um, let's say, for example, the capital, the money, the governmental funding that we hope is going to be deployed in a way that is for the betterment of many isn't guaranteed. Yeah. I don't trust the left side to, to deliver. So I may as well have a more of a selfish interest. Do you see validity in that viewpoint at all? No. And right, like, next topic. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I don't see validity at all. To be honest with you, I think, um, I think it's outright wrong. Um, and and I'm and I'm not, I'm not. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I think maybe maybe it's because I come. I have a, I have a French passport, and I haven't been able to actually vote in the UK as such. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much somebody who genuinely believes that every vote does count towards something. And when you're voting, you've got to think about the nation rather than self. And if 50 Cent is outright saying that for purely marketing reasons to get his name out there or or whether he's actually saying that for political or uh, for, for political for like um, economic gain, um, then he's, he, he he shouldn't be he shouldn't be representing us. Full stop. Facts. Like I'm kind of trying to hang back from this one because I'm, I'm aware. Because he's so rich. He's, he's offshoring his money. He don't get taxed, this motherfucker. I'm broke I'm as joking. shit. I know what you're talking about, boy. You got nice. We're sitting in your nice big flathead location. Yo, no, we're yo, not. Yo, yo, we yo, are yo, on but, Zoom. Yo, for the record, yeah. We are on Zoom. For this is true out yeah, right? No, no, we're we're on Zoom, but actually, but just but just as a heads up, Richard Abiade's oh government, fridge, <laughs> big government. Listen, Abiade's fridge room yeah, mm. is about 
Can we not? The, the equivalent to £1,000 yeah, monthly nah, rent nah, in Clapham. Nah, facts. No, 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 no. Facts. That's not true, bro. That's not true. It is true. So I'm trying to I'm trying to hold back from, from this topic because I'm conscious of becoming the political guy and everyone kind of knows where my position stands. But I'm going to answer this 50 cent question. Johnny Vivas is on crud. Yeah. I'm going to answer this political question in, in, in two different known. senses. So the first answer I want to give is... I swear 50 Cent turned up to court in a smart car trying to prove that he's bankrupt. <laughs> car baby mother's coming yo, for the yeah, piece. Yo, 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 listen, listen. It was gangster for that still. Yeah? That was real yo, gang business. Yo, yo, fuck 50. Well, big up 50 for that one. Bruh, I liked a few Instagram <laughs> pictures of my guy in some bookie looking car park oh. trying to pretend to In them boot cuts. In boot cuts. In the boot cuts. And right, but a big one take. You can't pretend to be broke if you're wearing a free piece. He tried to come bust <laughs> in a free piece. And that no one's buying that. Wait. G. No one's buying Wait. that. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Smart car, is that for real? There was a smart car in the background, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, so my yeah. guy turned up, my, Listen, tri- my guy tried to- give a fuck. My guy, my guy tried to bust case in a car you could <sighs> barely put a suitcase into. You know what I'm saying? That was there, yeah. So either my guy, even my guy stumps up and pays the tax or he has to pay baby mama. That's basically it. Either he's got peas and he admits it and he's got to pay Biden or he pretends on this, on this, on this, on this homeless thing and he's got to pay baby mama. Either way, the guy's in the pickle if he's putting on that on Instagram that he's got too much peas, he doesn't pay 62% tax and suddenly baby mother's getting rich. I think the guy can be handling this business differently. Yeah. However, on a more serious point, I don't want to say people who like 50 cent, but I think that anyone generally, unless you are kind of like born rich into privilege, etc., etc., If you are a boy done good, by definition, you have profited from the spending of the state. What I mean by that is you have likely gone to state school. Facts. Taxpayer money has mm. given you the education. Amen. Chances are you've taken out a student loan. Preach. Which means that you've also received state funding. Straight yeah. up. Chances are that once you go to school, you go to university and you get a job, you take the train or the bus to work. Yeah. Again, funded by taxpayer money. This is a big point that I have when I talk about billionaires all the time about being wealth creators. Billionaires are not wealth creators. They're wealth extractors Ooh. by definition. And that is actually the definition of being an entrepreneur. In French, as you know, entrepreneur literally translates as to between takers. Yep. Your job is to find excess value between two counterparties to a deal. Right? Yeah. yeah. So on. Um, if you are a boy come good, more than anyone, you should be voting left wing because it is you in particular who have benefited from the availability of state resource through your education, through your access to work, through various other means that the state has provided, at least specifically in this country, having a, a viable healthcare system that ensures that if you've been ill at any point during your education or your employment, that you're able to be fixed. And it's the state that pays for that and it is taxpayer money. Now, just because you have made a bit of bank doesn't abdicate you of that responsibility. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't mean that you're justified from trying to pay less. In fact, it's the opposite. If the state has enabled you to richen yourself, then you owe more to the state. So, Labour says tomorrow, <coughs> I'm taxing you 70%. But over what earnings? That's all mad. I can't lie to you. But over what earnings? 70%. But 70% over what earnings? Yo, 70% is nuts. Hold on. 70% over what earnings? So replace the higher band today, which is what, 45? Yeah. With 70. That's all mad. Just replace the upper tax band today of 40k, 45%, sorry, with 70%. Are you voting Labour? Guess what I'm trying to say is, is everyone's got a price, motherfuckers. 
What's your prize? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel, I feel like, Ooh, I feel like that's a question that doesn't need to be answered. See the labor guys that's a question that doesn't need to be answered. Yo, well, I'll, I'll ask you, man. Why though? No, like, no, no. Why, why seventy percent? That's, that's kind of harsh, man. Know, like, but, like, but, man. But, I mean, so I'm, do you know? I guess I'm. But, but, I, but, but, but I still, I'm back. I'm, I'm back in Johnny in this one. Over what? No, no, like, no, I, I, over I, what, I like, agree earning. with Johnny, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that at what point does selfishness become selfishness? Mm. If you are staunchly left, staunchly Labour, you understand the greater good. You understand the need to pay into a system which gives and has given, um, at what point does that become too much? At what point do you start looking at it and you're like, shit, do you know that what? is actually a bit too much. It's a point of privilege at which that becomes too much. Yeah. It's a point of privilege where you're like, fuck, like the vast majority of these people won't ever, ever pay the top rate of tax. Like if that's even a problem for you, mm. you're not a significant part of the electorate. But it's interesting, man. Like at the end of the day, like, People are, and we're de- we're certainly not here to to tell people how they should vote. Make sure that you vote, whether it's the fucking referendum to leave the EU, whether it's Tories versus Labour, whether it's Dems versus Republicans. Make sure that the reasons that you are voting um, are well researched, are well thought out. Um, Pennsylvania, woo! Goddamn! Oh man, like this is a. Th- I've been talking about this next story endlessly since since it broke it broke friday evening um last week um so by the time this drops two fridays ago um and it's the case of uh samuel patty r.i.p samuel patty Mm -hmm. who is a teacher in 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 a school in the suburbs of france who was horribly horribly killed awfully um by an 18 year old um who wasn't a student of his, but was linked to uh, some of the students that he that he has. He was a teacher in a school who was doing uh, a lesson on the concept of freedom of speech. In that lesson, he was using cartoons about the Prophet Muhammad um, to explain um, that in Islam, there aren't any reproductions of the image of the Prophet or of God. Uh, and contrasting that against the Charlie Hebdo attacks uh, in 2015. Um, He was subsequently beheaded by an 18-year-old Russian immigrant of Chechen descent um, called Abdullah uh, Aznorov. Um, This bloke, uh, Aznorov, allegedly paid a couple kids, 14-year-olds, 300 euros, to identify the teacher... Uh, how this all came about was because a couple parents had confronted um, Sam, um, Sam and Patty and videos of them expressing the discontent kind of went viral on Facebook in France. And, and Zorov found these videos and contacted some of the parents who were making them. Um, this Anzorov guy purportedly traveled um, to a place near Rouen in France, bought a 35 centimeter knife so I don't know if all of you man, remember your time in primary school, but that 30 centimeter ruler you had is a benchmark for how big this fucking borer was. Mm. Um, and then he chopped man's head off. Yeah. Um, the reason why we want to talk about this today is because there is a, there is a, a, a slight discomfort that, that, uh, that I feel um, and that I think needs to be, to be spoken about. That discomfort stems from... Um, the actions 
um, that occurred in the classroom and what's happened after. Clearly, freedom of speech is, is, is something that, you know, many people live and die by. Certain countries have different views on that. Um, certain countries don't necessarily adhere to that. But in a lot of westernised countries, that seems to be quite a mainstay. Yeah. What needs to be absolutely clear, um, absolutely clear from this Good and Terribly podcast is that we do not condone the death and mm-hmm. the murdering uh, of of this teacher. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think this is an interesting conversation is because of that notion of freedom of speech. Now, we've been given some background by Johnny, but I do think the the key thing that struck a chord with me that I want to discuss is 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 this teacher went into the classroom prepared this 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 lesson on freedom of speech to deliver um and apparently allegedly said to the class you know this may be this may be offensive to some of you if so either look away or please leave the room now i personally think that if you are a teacher and you have a situation in which that is something that you even need to say, then maybe the question needs to be asked, could you have not potentially used other stimulus to hammer home that point of how important freedom of speech is to your country, the values that your country is built on, the foundations of the French fabric? Did you need to utilize a image that has not only caused a great deal of hurt for one of your biggest religious communities but not only that has already caused violence for the purveyors of it for the people who have who have displayed it the people who published it and the people who have continued to share it and what i mean by that is when that was initially released by charlie Hebdo, there were attacks Mm-hmm. Yeah. When there was a court case for those attacks, Charlie Hebdo decided to republish these images of Prophet Muhammad um, in a way that, that they would not wish their leader to be depicted. What is the gain deciding that at all costs you need to use that kind of stimulus to explain that there is a freedom of speech associated with your country? Look, for me, obviously there is no justification for killing a teacher. Um, it's also worth adding that obviously this Anzorov guy does not in any way represent Islam, although he thinks he has, made, super himself, important. has made himself a martyr. Da, da, da. He did not kill anyone in the name of Islam. There's no Muslim that I know who would ever defend uh, what this guy's done. The thing that kind of gets me on this topic is that we went to school in London we were taught about the importance of not producing images of the Prophet Muhammad. That's something that's very basic. Uh, if you grow up in an area where there are a lot of Muslims, you understand that that's something that they don't do in their religion. Um, if you've ever been to a Muslim country, if you go to the Maghreb, you go to Morocco, whatever, you go to significant places in the south of Spain, like the Alhambra, whatever, you can see plenty of images of um, patternry and uh, floral designs and then it's explained to you that, that this is because they don't have icons right so you can explain or you can teach the concepts of the freedom of speech especially in France with other examples like this is kind of this might sound anti-French and low-key probably is but like you can explain the concepts of the freedom of speech in France through the context of Vichy France 
for yeah. example. Like if the French were willing to own up to their own history, then you could maybe explain why it wasn't kosher that French people um, were able to support Jews at certain points in the 40s. And that would mm. be a debate on the topic of speech. Like why do the French feel so het up on antagonizing Muslims to the extent that they want to use an image or a series of images that have already killed French people or have already been contributing factors into the death of French people to teach a lesson on the freedom of speech. There are other examples they could have used. I don't necessarily blame Samuel Paty. I feel like he is a teacher within a wider curriculum. And so it is the curriculum that has just, put him in this position. Can I just... Specifically, what's interesting to me about Samuel, rest in peace, is that rest in peace it was sure. a situation in which there were very, very... There were quite a few different areas um, or points, I guess you could say. There were many different points mm -hmm. in which there could have been some sort of, not necessarily atonement, but some sort of recognition that this has caused pain. Needless to say, he knew going in that this was going to cause some co kind of pain because mm -hmm. he, he, he actually said to the classroom, apparently, that, you know, leave the room, this may offend you. Right. But what became apparent thereafter is, 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 is was the clear uproar associated with it. People going home, telling their parents, uh, a parent went on YouTube, mm. did a video, certain mosques were, were, were talking about it mm -hmm. very, uh, very passionately. And clearly, this shouldn't result in somebody's death. But there comes a point, as Johnny has kind of said, that you have to say, of all of the different ways to explain what freedom of speech means, do we want to do it in a way that offends anybody? Do you want to offend the Pope in your class? No. Do you want to offend the Jewish community in your class? No. Do you want to offend the Muslim community? You, the answer to all of these questions yeah. should be no. No. Like I could, I could say, for example, it's my freedom of speech to say I hate black people. I think white people are better. You're gonna have a hard time at this podcast. Buddy. I'm gonna have a hard time yeah, at this podcast. If you say but, that shit. But that's my like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to like this fucking bizarre French interpretation of the freedom of speech, like, fuck it. I think white people are better than black people. Like, no, that's not right. That's offensive, and it's understandable that other people will be upset by that expression. The freedom of... Yeah. The problem that people have is that the freedom of expression is not the same as the freedom of offence. Just because you are able to say things that you think doesn't give you licence to upset other people. Yeah, no, I, I, completely, I completely agree with that one. And that doesn't give you the licence to upset other people, but at the same time, upsetting other people doesn't give you the licence to kill, in my honest opinion. Um... I feel like that, and, and I feel like that also has a a three sixty um, circle back on the freedom of speech. Um, I feel like opinion is opinion. Um, I feel like we should be in a place where we shouldn't be offending other people. I feel very strongly about disrespecting other people's religion because religion is belief, and belief is a way of life. Some people, but at the same time, I have a strong disagreement with um, taking one's life as a result of it yeah and it's tough because like you you can't you can't explore a topic like this too deeply without the question being asked are you justifying one's death like yeah, mm. yeah. that's why at every point in this yeah, yeah. conversation i have to be very fucking clear 
we do not condone this. This could have been avoided. It was a horrible, horrible thing. 100%. Um, and clearly we have an extremist who did a very extreme thing. Yeah. People took to the streets of France um, this week to pay their respects. And Macron, I believe, I, th- I read that he was going to, I haven't confirmed if he did, gave Samuel posthumously um, one of the highest honours. He um, did. That a French citizen um, can receive. He did. Um, what I would urge anybody, man, who has a platform, teachers, right? Teachers, I think. It, I think it's. Yeah. I think. I think it's perfectly, perfectly, perfectly reasonable mm. to to request of our teachers to just approach these kinds of situations with care. The one thing that this world is missing right now is that element of care people think that they can run amok and do whatever they wish based on however they feel at any given moment every action in these sensitive times that we're living in will have a reaction so short of watching every single move that you make and living in fear or not knowing whether you're coming or going what to say and what not just ask yourself a question which Samuel did is this going to offend anybody and if the answer to that question is yes it might then pick some other stimulus Mm -hmm. pick Mm. another subject pick another image rest in peace Samuel Patty man this is a really really sad story Amen. man I like throw the fucking book um, at anybody who is involved the guy who actually did the murder is dead um Throw the book at anybody who is involved or anybody who is complicit. Uh, some crazy shit. Zavi! Yo. New music. Chat to Mate. us. Do you know what I listened to today? Chat to me. Mate, Young Blue and Drake. That shit fire. Oh, yeah? Yo, Young Blue and Drake. I've not heard it. That shit fire. Play like, play like 10 seconds. Blame me, blame me. But the thing is that the 4G around here is a bit mad. Is it the same Young Blue that did some Wi-Fi bad, bad hip hop shit? In what's, like your, what's your Wi-Fi? You got early mid 2010s. Do you want to get you your Wi-Fi? Yo. Bro. To be honest, I'm not even really sure we can play this stuff because I, 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 I'm not podcast, trying to get done by copyright, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, our podcast might get done. That's enough, that's enough. That's that, we're going to get cut off. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Nah, I mean, that's just about right. That, that was perfect, to be honest with you. It's an R&B song. R&B. It's I hate R&B Drake. Listen, listen, I'm still waiting. I don't know. I don't know about you yet, but what's the date today? 22nd. 22nd. And I'm still waiting for Drake's um, new album. It's supposed to come You're out in You're waiting for it. Listen. You're waiting for it. I'm waiting for it, bro. Bruv, yo, to, yo. I'm not it's, that excited. It's yeah, no, Certified Lover Man. You need to bro. have a word with yourself, bro. Certified Lover Man. That's that's the name of the album. Lover Boy. It's sounds like, sounds oh, like, like a, sounds like a dance album from that's 2004. A fucking, that's a fucking... That's going to be a classic, bro. It's not. What? It's not. What? It's not going to be a classic. You reckon? Listen, I'm I reckon sure Drake's got, Drake's got some pain. He's got his baby. Drake boy. doesn't have Listen, a classic in it. The him. only thing I want to know about a Drake album is he does is gigs. He on does. It. Wait, 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 no. wait, 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 wait. If no, gigs, no, he's got gigs. hold on. Yeah, hold on. Listen, 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 listen. He's got hold on. We're coming home. That's a fucking classic. Classic album. If though. I don't hear that at your, your what? It's not an album though. It's not an. That's a song. That's a classic song for sure. Listen, but listen. Take album. take care. Was no, a fucking no, classic. I hate this rhetoric. Take care. I hate this. Take care this was a fucking classic Take album. Take care was not classic. It was. It wasn't. It was. It was. We're not. gonna do poll. Alright, cool. We're gonna settle it. We're gonna do poll. But alright, cool. Last week we were talking about the uh, 
what did we talk about last week? I think we spoke sp- last time. Sorry, we spoke about uh, Heady One's album. Mm-hmm. Continue to support that. Ain't bangers no. after bangers. Yeah. Ain't, ain't it different? Ain't it different? We're trying Yo, to hit, we're trying to make that hit number one. Ain't it different? Is actually and this is ain't it different? And can I just say this? AJ Tracy's verse, yeah, live and direct. Listen, live and direct, yeah. I feel literally in terms of living raps, I feel every single verse that that motherfucker says. Spent like you. ten years grinding. He's one of our own, brother. It's off. I don't I, uh, do rent. I don't do rentals. Fam, I feel fucking you. hard. Um, I don't. I don't love that single, but I do want to see um, the UK's number one driller hit number one. Just, just for the options. Do you reckon you know that Heady's I mean? a UK number one driller? Who else is? The thing is, who right, else is on his level? No, no, no. Big you know claim. what? Yeah, huh? I, I reckon who's on his level. I reckon Heady's like. So I reckon Heady's actually like quite. Um, Multi, what's the word? Yeah, uh, multi like, I wouldn't but, actually, but I, would, I wouldn't actually call him like a drill artist. But his like, origins, he's, a, he's, but he's an artist. Like his he's origins, like, though. He's so big, sick. It's like, big disrespect to man like Dutch, who is from Clapton. Yeah, so I have like, to pay respect to man. Yo, yeah. yo, Dutch is hard. Dutch is next one up, isn't it? Like Dutch yo, is gonna I have. Not, no, I, yo, I did not know. I think Dutch might be this one up, bruv. I did not know. But he's not got enough material. Like he'll bring out his stuff and then he'll hit. But like. But right now, the number one drill artist or rapper associated with drill has to be Heady. What the, what's, the name, what's the name of the track with Drake and Heady? I think it's called Only You. Only You. Yeah. Okay. So we played that on the way back to yours one day, yeah? yeah, yeah. So can we just settle this debate? Who came harder? <laughs> Drizzy Pause. or Heady? Drake. Yeah, you? I can't say I've heard it. I'm not going to lie. You've heard it. I just don't know if you I remember d- it. Maybe I don't know I've heard it. I'm not trying to get done for copyright, but yeah, I'll listen to it just, afterwards. Yeah. Don't make yeah, me but these days, I, 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 these days I've listened to like Heady. I yeah? just can't. And I can't I believe that Heady kind of and Heady. That upsets me, bro. He did on this particular song. That says a lot, man. That upsets me. Drake was yeah. like, "Don't make me have to rise my rifle." Man, try saying some young man's for me. Don't, Don't make me have to ride by high schools. But he Heady's from farm. Drake writes love letters to five. Listen, you shut your mouth, boy, because Drake, Drake, listen, yo, Drake, yeah, Drake is my goat, yeah. Listen. Zav, that is horrible chat, bro. Listen, it's Drake. not drill. Listen. Like, as a fellow, I, think, I don't Jew, care. You just said Drake as a fellow mixed race that's Jew. Goat. That's my goat, that's man. Not drill, bro. We're Yo, not drill people. Mixed race Jew or no mixed race Jew, I think that he slews. Yeah? Listen. <laughs> but it's not drill, innit? It's not drill. It's not drill. It's not drill. I don't care, man. I think Drizzy yeah, is the Listen, Drake is the Lionel Messi of rap. UK rap. US rap. Toronto rap. That's actually quite. That's, That's mad chat that, that Drake is the king of UK rap. That's mad He chat. is the Lionel Messi of all rap. Oh, you said UK rap. UK rap? Drake That's is the king chat. of UK rap. That's mad chat. UK rap? You are smart. That's mad chat. Said, you're telling me you went Greece bump in Greece? You're telling me that you went in Greece bump in Greece? It came on. It came on in Greece. And, and did he bump? I bopped. We've covered quite a few things. I, I really enjoyed this one, lads. Um, we I did too. Yeah, this right. was, was um, like this was this was this was a this was a political one. It's a deep um, one, but I it, felt it. And it needed and it needed to be because I feel you know, in a, in a couple of weeks' time, the world's probably going to have changed again in mm-hmm. some way, mm-hmm. whether it's a continuation of what we have or, or or a change in what we have, whether it's domestic to where we live in the UK, to abroad in countries that that mean a lot to us uh, through our origin. Um, to to the world dominating economies and countries of the world in America, etc. Like that, well, something's gonna change in the next couple of weeks, lads. That's the fact, right? Mm-hmm. So we needed to do this. We are gonna remain, um, you know, we're gonna try and remain a, a bit of a pulse, you know, for a lot of people who kind of wanna uh, see what's important, um, and what's going on out there. Um, 
and I think today it was important that we covered covered these topics because they're super super important. Um, but until next time, as I said at the start, yeah, I really don't want to be this guy, and I'm not going to be this guy. But look, man, these algorithms out here killing creatives, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so when you see this could end terribly on anything, follow that shit. Follow that. I'll be shit. that guy. Subscribe I'll be to that, guy. that shit. Tell a friend. Share the post. Do it all. Even if like you don't do it again, you know, do it. Just do it once. It means the world. But I'll be that guy. I'll back that. It's important que tú lo sigas, coño. Basically, what he does here. Tú no lo haces, vamos a hablar. Is your cousin going to slide no in the DMs? los chicos llegando a tu casa para pelear, ¿me entiendes? Agu- if you don't want to fucking scrap, follow the boys. That's Agu- what's up. Aguadiente. Whatever he said. His, no. cu- his cousin DM'd, DM'd the old... This kid in terribly Instagram. You know, yeah. you know, yo, don't yeah. let Johnny right. speak Spanish. Let me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. Shout yo, out because Rachelita, and she she likes being called Rachel, but obviously that's my, that's, that's my opinion, yo, Rachelita. You see what Johnny does here? She's yo. having a little baby. That's yo. my yeah. nephew coming soon. That's my nephew coming soon. Yeah, nephew coming soon. But you see what Johnny does here, yeah? Rachel. Rachelita. Rachelita, big up. She, she sent up. her love as well. It's a Scorpio we, baby coming soon. One. Big up Libras, but whatever. One. Uh, Aquarius gang, we're out here. Toxic boys. So it's important that you follow him. It's still going. What's that again? That you follow him. That's it. Stick to road. Stick to road. Big up. Yo, no, my coño, man. DJ. Sigo la coño. See what a conyo. Until next time. What does that mean, by the way? Follow it for fuck's sake. Guys, you See know when I say, you. you know when I say like, until next time. We just, we just okay, gotta we say our goodbyes, isn't it? Okay. Bye. Goodbye.